This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Hey, oh, this is Leon, this is Sufi, and that's voila, here's another tape of mine. <laughs> and uh, I thought I would read something I'd written myself today. Okay, sorry. I wrote this when I was at the little kiosk. I was sitting there on the tea stall. And I found a friend of mine, an old friend of mine. <laughs> well, when he met me that day, we had regressed to being mere acquaintances. I lost a lot of friends along the way, and only a few have still stuck by me. And those are the ones who return even after I've pushed them a million times away. Ah, but in this darkness, in this very moment, I have none to call my own. But let's read what I have written. A tea stall, a familiar face, an even unfamiliar crowd. The people crowd in faces. I feel a shiver run up my spine and it gets harder and harder to deduce. Whether it is the chill that set into my bones or my heart that is at fault here. I take a seat amidst yet away from this crowd. They cast a scant glances my way, unaware that their deed is being caught in the act. I wish those prying guys would leave, for I don't want them to deduce my heart. Not that embarrassment would come my way, but because if they did, they still wouldn't know of you. And in their ignorant plight, what would they be? They would not know the secret that I harbor, the one I sold my heart and soul to, the one who was and will be long after I've gone. But is that true, or just a to-be? I was a curse born under the wrong moon, doomed to revolve the earth in a maddened frenzy of overspoken words. A madman clawing at the skin to get even the bit mask out. Blood spurts, yet nothing changes. My fingernails are still unpaired. You present your head to me like a neck to the guillotine. My nymph, my god, my lolita, my god, my freya, my desire. Life keeps... Emptying out and these lines keep filling themselves. And all I do is stare at the words formed before my eyes on this paper. Words that I might have thought of. Or was I the one thought of by them? And there's only one thing that remains unexplained even amidst this 
confusion that clears itself, the haze that demiss itself. Love. And you know what I fear? Being but a block away, but never getting to meet, never touching your fingertips with mine. So close and yet so far, and you leaving without I even getting a chance to stop you. My handwriting progressively worsens as the clock ticks the cruel minutes away. I have practiced the conversation we might have in our head umpteen times since the last time that I met you. I've practiced what I would say, how you would react, how that shy little smile would creep across your face. I have thought of every single scenario that could be possible in that situation. You getting angry and leaving, and I not having the courage to speak. Amidst all these hidden trials, I have perfected what I'll say to you. I know that if time awards me with that one last opportunity, I would say everything that remained unsaid. But you, 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 you do not exist. The only thing that stops me is the non-existence of yours. You are permanent and yet you are not. You are permanent, but you are not. You are just a mental construct of mine, a physical manifestation of it. You are just a muse that inspires me to bleed onto the paper. Or maybe you are not even that. Maybe you are just someone I met whilst passing by. And that's all it was ever destined to be. I hadn't written this this far. I had written till around you leaving and I not getting a chance to dot dot dot. That's the thing with words, isn't it? <laughs> they might remain unwritten, but they are not unspoken. The eyes, they can never lie. You know, I just thought of a funny thing that could happen. What if someday someone takes these tapes, someone finds them, and some other means of mass distribution has been invented, not the mail system, and they mass distribute it, and put on a logo and a little disclaimer in the beginning, like, sponsored by Anchor and Spotify. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? But then again, that's what we all do, don't we? We commercialize our sadness, we commercialize our emotions. Most of the media that I used to consume one on the outside, I don't know how it is now, but... I fear that the situation would not have changed. Most of the media that I used to consume, be it the radio, be it the books, be it anything else, even the love letters, all they were were commercialization of feelings. 
Now you might ask, how can something as beautiful as a love letter, an innocent love letter, be a commercialization of feelings? For that, we have to talk about the concept of marriage. And I know what I'm about to speak might sound offensive to some ears, and I am full aware of that, but then again, that will only happen considering the fact that I will make it out of here. So I can go ahead and speak my mind, uninhibited, unjudged. Marriage, it's... I don't know how it should be, but what it is that I know. You go up to your potential mate and you lure them with gifts, favors, a little bit of splurging and once they are wooed and if the potential mate of course has that word potential we consummate the marriage and I'm not talking about arranged marriages only even love marriages at their very crux they are means of ensuring security some might dub that as peace of mind, but in its most root form, it is security. And of course, propagation of the species. So I guess in the end, nothing's really worth it, is it? I know Nija might say otherwise. Nihilism, it's often misinterpreted as by Nidra. He said that there is no inherent meaning to things. That means things don't have their own meanings and values. It is us who have to give that to them, ascribe or subscribe to some notion of an idea. And through this, it leads us to the theory of solipsism as well, you know. Like how the world that we see is only a physical manifestation of a mental construct of ours. The way I see the world, it is not guaranteed that she used to see the same world or that if you ever find this, then you see the same world. We all see different versions of world and when I die, this version of world dies as well. That is solipsism. Of course, as far as my understanding goes, that's a big little filter on it. And that was an oxymoron that I used. <laughs> uh, vocabulary, vocabulary. You know, when, whenever I sit down and think that I should record another tape, it's mostly because something or the other has perturbed me, disturbed me, or the river has started again. And at times like these, I just sit down and record my thoughts in that same moment. And my thoughts are a bit disjointed, but they are who I am.
I feel like the effect of the aphrodisiacal pain has dwindled. And thus I guess that will be it for now. I am but a pain junkie. Masochist, that's a fancy word for it. Well, take care. And uh, if possible, remember the name. It's Leander Sufi. Well, it's cool if you forget. I'll understand if you forget. And uh, that'll be all for now. So, take care.